Hello, and welcome to Nathan Lott's Apple Thoughts. This is Nathan Lott, and on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about Apple Arcade. It is $5.99 a month and is included in the Apple One plans that I talked about last week. There are new games being added all the time, and they're up to about 150 or so as we speak now. A lot of them use or have support for game controllers, whether it be the Xbox or PlayStation controllers or the MFI MFI controllers made for iOS. I have an MFI controller from Nimbus or from SteelSeries called the SteelSeries Nimbus. I wrote a blog post about Apple Arcade a couple of months after it came out in September of 2019. The blog post is from November of that year. And I talked about five games. Word Laces, Pilgrims, Spec, Cards of Darkness, and What the Golf. At the time, I called it a really great service, and I was really excited about what would come out and the future of gaming on Apple platforms. A year and a half later, while there are a few games that I really liked, I haven't found many that are super compelling. I think there are a lot of times, especially on story or puzzle games, I find myself getting stuck. Sometimes I might Google a playthrough, but usually I just end up quitting. And then there are other games like a new 3D Frogger that, while fun to play for a few minutes, just doesn't hold my interest. There are a lot of cartoonish kind of games too, like about cats or that have really cartoony looking characters that just don't really interest me at all either. I do want to talk about a couple of favorites that I've had in the past. One is Pilgrims, and this is one of the only games that I finished, although I did have to Google some of the playthroughs to get me past some parts that I was really stuck on. I love the artwork in Pilgrims. It's really goofy, and while not really cartoony it has some of that those elements i love how all the characters just talk in gibberish to each other but i really like the art on it so it's a puzzle game where you have to find the right item or the right combination of items and people to interact with to move on the way it's played is it's almost like a combination of a card game and a puzzle game or a story game. So for example, you might come across a broom and then a playing card of a broom appears in your, your deck at the bottom. So you come across an 
old lady in a house and you play the broom card and she picks up the broom, starts sweeping and then gives it back to you and it falls back into your deck. But sometimes those cards are useful. For example, if you dunk, if you're actually by a lake and you play a card that has a pot on it, it will fill with water. And then when you're by a fire pit and you play the pot with water, it'll start boiling the water. And then you go back to the lake and there's a lady who is fishing and she needs that pot of boiling water to cook her fish. So you're just kind of going back and forth and trying to figure out who needs what item or a combination of items. Another really interesting game is called A Fold Apart. It's a very sweet story about a couple finding each other, getting married, and starting a family. As you swipe through it, perspective changes, almost like an M.C. Escher print, and you put the broken pieces together. For example, there might be three parts of a lamp in different parts of the room. In one part of the room, you may have like the lampshade. In the bottom corner, you may have the light bulb part. And then in the third corner or other place in the room, you might have the base of the lamp. By moving the perspective around, these parts start to line up. And if you get them to line up exactly in, order, in the shape of a lamp, then it puts it together. So there are all these broken pieces of things in the room. And as you're going through, you kind of get this life story of this couple. And then they have kids. And they move into a bigger house. And they have a lot more stuff. And it, it's kind of a sweet story of this family's life told through this game. Finally, the third one I wanted to talk about is called Word Laces. And this is from Mini Mega, which is one of my favorite word puzzle developers of a game called Bonza and Bonza Planet that I always play on Apple TV with my, or used to play on Apple TV with my parents before the pandemic. Now I just screen share over Zoom. We play some on some Sunday nights. Anyway, Bonza and Bonza Planet are not Apple Arcade. But they did make an Apple Arcade game called Word Laces. On this one, you're given a picture and then a couple of columns of letters or pairs of letters. So there may be eight letters or pairs of letters in two columns. You are trying to drag from one side to the other side, just like you are tying a shoelace of these pairs of letters to form words that describe something about the picture that you see. So for example, it may be a woman picking apples from an apple tree. And one of the clues may be apple. So you may have an A and then on the other side, you may have a PL and then back on the first column, you have an LE. So you just, drag from one side to another, A, P, L, 
A P P L E or something like that to form the word apple. And then the next word might be tree or just things that are included in the picture that you're seeing. And some of the pictures can get kind of crazy. Like there is one of a body and torso of a man and the face or the head of a frog. So they get really weird sometimes and whimsical with the pictures. I've tried several more of these games and I'm even beginning to experiment with a couple on my M1 Mac. Although they are available on the Mac platform as a whole, not just through the feature on M1 Macs where you can run iPad games or iPad apps, but you can run Apple Arcade on the Mac, iPhone, iPad, and the Apple TV. Where I'm found that I'm not playing very much, and I thought I would when I bought it, and the SteelSeries Nimbus game controller is on the Apple TV. I think the reason for that is it's in the living room. I don't want to bother my wife. And I'm mainly in the computer room at the computer or in my bedroom with the iPad or iPhone. So I find I'm playing the most on the iPad and then also some games on the iPhone. The game controller, when it is supported, is so much better than touch. And it works on the iPad and the Mac and Apple TV as well. So it works on all three of those systems. Then there are some games that seem to just work better on the iPhone, like Word Laces is one that I would consider mainly an iPhone game. There's one that just came out yesterday called Sping, S-P-I-N-G, that's kind of one where you collect coins by grabbing onto these anchor points by pressing and holding, and then you swirl around and collect the coins and then go to the next anchor point and you have to get to the hole at the end of the level and make sure you've collected all the coins. That is one that plays a lot better on the iPhone than on the iPad. One of the big pluses of Apple Arcade, the big pros, so to speak, is that there are no in-app purchases. It doesn't bug you with ads. And spending extra money, you paid for Apple Arcade, the $5.99, or through the Apple One plans, and so everything is included in the game. And that part I really like. I just would like to see some better games and I know there are some coming out there's one I forget the name of but it's from Final Fantasy that looks a uh, creator that looks really good so I know they're they're continuing to develop like everything else Apple TV plus and Apple Fitness plus 
so while I haven't really found a whole lot compelling about Apple Arcade in the year and a half it's been around, there are some that I have really liked. And I do like the concept. And I hope that they continue to improve it over time. My app of the week this week is the New York Times Crossword. It, you can play it through the New York Times app, but there's a separate app called New York Times Crossword. It is not Apple Arcade, of course, and you do have to have a New York Times subscription, which I think is about $21 a month, which includes the paper and the crossword, well, the online version of the paper. You get a lot in it. You get the full crosswords, the mini crosswords, and in-between size crosswords that they called MIDIs, M-I-D-I. There's a new game called Bumblebee where you have kind of in a hive shape about six letters and then a letter that's in between or that's right in the center. And you have to include that, make as many words as you can, including that center letter. And the most words that you can come up with, the better points you get. On the crosswords themselves, I always like to play with auto check turned on. And lately, with my wife, I've been airplaying the New York Times crossword to the Apple TV. And on Saturday or Sunday afternoons, we'll go through the Monday and Tuesday crossword together because those are the easiest. It's the easiest starts on Monday, and it gets harder as you go through the week, Sunday being the longest and the hardest. Well, not necessarily the hardest. I think Saturday is probably the hardest. But it is definitely the longest, the Sunday one. One thing that I want to try to do with App of the Week is to have a video component go along with it on my YouTube channel at Nathan Lott or youtube.com slash Nathan Lott. You can also find it on my website at nlat.me slash screencasts or going to nlat.me and clicking on the screencast button. So that's what I hope to have in the future to go along with these app of the weeks. If you would like to contact me or, or comment, you can go to the blog nlat.me and leave a comment or send me an email nathanlott l-o-t-t at icloud.com thank you for listening and i'll talk to you next week